Hey folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You are on with Real Redneck Todd Millard. And of course, we got the almost guy, Bill Tom. Bill, are you there? Happy podcast night, everybody. It's uh, getting a little bit later in the year, so hot tea in hand. We are going to podcast tonight. <laughs> you say that kind of stuff just to just to taunt me, to bring it on. You want to start this early with getting beat up verbally? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be one of those type of podcasts, I guarantee it. Seeing as we, what we're going to talk about tonight, that's exactly what it's going to be about. And I tell you what, I think, I think you're right. <laughs> and we've got, of course, the patriarch of redneck country, my father, real redneck, Domilar Dad. Are you there? I'm here. He's sitting right beside me, so I know he's there. It's just like a mic check thing, and I'm I'm nervous how close that mic is, whether he blows my eardrums out. But we survived that one. All right, he's here. And backed by popular demand, another special treat. We have Bill, the almost guy, Tom's brother. JJ, are you on? Hello, y'all. How are you doing tonight? He is on. All right. And we got Jay on because where we normally would say, well, what did you do this week, Bill? We already know what Bill did this week, and we're excited to talk about it. So we're just going to get right into it. Are we ready to go? Yeah, we, absolutely. We had, a, we had a pretty special week this week, didn't we? Well, let's start out with, but don't give anything away yet. But the census, to, to start the conversation off so I know where I'm going to go or if I'm going to hang up. <laughs> did you guys enjoy yourselves this past weekend? I'm going to leave that to Jay to start off with that. I, I wanted to jump right in because I'm telling you, I had a fantastic time. Awesome. And I can't tell you how happy I was to be able to participate and experience with you guys. Wicked. Yeah, I tell you what, it was the same feeling from my way too. It was one of those things that you're going to remember for a long, long time and be talking about. You know, I guarantee you, even around our, our deer deer camp table uh, when we're up north, this is going to be a good topic of conversation. And to be able to share it with all you guys there, that was, it was our first hunt together, actually. It to was. Be with you. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. So I think we, we recap right from the beginning. Cause it was a little bit stressful. Like yeah. it was, it, it, to me, this was the quintessential goose hunting experience. You got everything all rolled into one shot. And I mean, everything all rolled into one shot. I don't know why you stressed out so much. Oh my God. Okay. So here, <laughs> let, let me set the scene. And, and go from, so we knew that Bill and Jay wanted to come and Jay, you'd never field hunted geese before, right? Never, never in my life. Okay. So you say, why the stress? Okay. Cause we have pumped up and we are at well, like what? Episode 39, 38, 39. I think we're on 39 redneck country podcast where we will allude uh, probably to out of 30 of those. I have somewhere threw in our expertise and I'm using air quotes, but the, the cocky side of Todd of waterfowl hunting and how much we have invested and how successful we are. So now this is where, Holy crap, right? Dad, we got to put our money where our mouths are. Oh at, yeah. At, at this point, like we, we got no options at this because we've talked it up, talked it up, talked it up. Now you two are going, Oh, we, we, we're coming. Like you got to prove it to us. So now it's like, uh oh, we got to prove it to you. <laughs> so, so yeah. So leading up to it, we knew season opened Thursday, but you guys obviously couldn't make it down and work and everything else until Saturday. So we had this field lined up on Thursday, ready to go. We're the only ones with permission. 
uh, got it in writing. Bill, you had signed some forms. We were ready to dance, yep. right? Because when we went fishing together, we we had to sign the forms and get everybody ready to go. So uh, all permission was set. This field is the one that we've talked about on previous podcasts. So while we were while I was talking about the four minute hunt, the fifty limit, forty five minute hunt, the fifty geese shot, five guys in 45 minutes and then the the limit of 30 geese in four minutes and everything else this was the field and the crop was just like it was we got corn that has come off early backed onto another field of corn that's connected right to it with woods on both sides like we are ready to go we're in the middle of nowhere nothing's gonna bother us we're good we're we're awesome so uh, dad is scouting wednesday so I, I found them on Tuesday night because my daughter wanted to go do some photo op stuff. And I seen they were in there and I thought, holy crap, we are ready to rock. So then dad's in there Thursday and made sure they were there. They're there. Dad was there on or Wednesday. Sorry. And then dad was there Thursday, Thursday morning. They're there. So I'm at home working away and I get a phone call Friday morning. You guys are now set. You are leaving sometime Friday evening to come three hours to stay at my place and to go goose hunting in the morning. And dad calls me and says, they go. They're not there. Now, dad, you want to back this up? You want to give your side of this? I had two fields scoped out. In fact, you and I were trying to debate which field we would go to, which one's the better field, which one's got more geese. Wednesday and Thursday, they were both, both fields were full of geese. And uh, on Friday, both fields were empty. And I'm panicking. So I'm racing around the country checking the other fields that I knew had been had been picked were were harvested, and thinking they might have moved close to them. But nope, I couldn't find them anywhere. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was, "Gee whiz, Todd, you better let Bill and Jay know because mm-hmm. I can't find them." <laughs> and when you were saying uh, the the field was full of geese, what what does what does that mean? Well, and I wouldn't say full because the field's huge, but well, there was over two hundred, and in the early season well, because yeah. they're what? all broke up in families. Two hundred's pretty good, right? Like you're only shooting local birds. And when there's, I say there's full, no migration, like the one field had fifty in this corner, uh, eighty five or ninety in the middle, and had forty over from them, and then another twenty over in another corner. So that's what I meant by full. The geese were yeah were all around that field it would be hard to decide where to put your decoys but they were there and then uh the one the the other field they were more bunched i when i got in i had to drive past standing corn and then just slowly come out behind the corn as soon as i spotted the heads and the and the geese i backed right out and they were more they were more bunched and more central but when i went in friday morning and checked that field out and drove by that corn i went they're not there so I drove further. They're not here. So then I drove through the whole field. They're nowhere because this field was huge. They're nowhere near the field. And so I, I yeah, I was stressing out. I thought, uh-oh, we only got today to find them because you guys were coming down. And then Todd said, okay, they're coming anyway because it's a road trip for them. They want to come anyway. Okay, now yeah, the scramble. Jake. Now the scramble. Yeah. we got to find a field. <laughs> Jay can attest to it. There was no point in time in my mind that we were not coming. And no doubt, eh? I completely agree. When when uh, Bill told me that you'd let him know that you know you had some concerns about the geese being gone, we didn't care at all. We were coming. We were gonna make the best of it one way or another. We were gonna have a great time. Road tripping. Well, let me tell you. So I was freaking out. So now I'm going. Okay, I got work to do, but. 
I, I got to reach out. You guys are like, yeah, we're still coming. I'm like, okay, dad, they're still coming. We got to find these. So now dad is driving all over the countryside and he's messaging me and calling me and still nothing of substance. So when, when we want to get in on a field like this and we want to get a hunt, you see 40 in a field. Okay. That's one or two flocks, right? Setting up 140 decoys as you guys may be able to attest now, mind you, there is a lot of us, but when you're setting that many up, that's a lot of work to be able to shoot at two flocks. Right. So for me, I wanted the feet in your face, volley after volley, the high stress, trying to get the shells slammed in your gun as fast as you can because the next flock's coming. And, and do we shoot these or not? Because there's another flock behind this flock. And, and I wanted that. But yeah. with only 40 geese, you're not going to get that. And that's the problem. See, that's the I was freaking out because here we had 200 plus and now nothing. See, and that's where your expectations are different than, than Jay, might be honest with you. I would have done the work for one flock. Absolutely. That, that, that honest to goodness, <laughs> that, that is <laughs> for for us it, not having uh, you know this is you know Jay's first hunt uh, in the field, and I haven't done it for for many years. I would have done that work for one flock of geese and been just as happy with with how it worked for the one. Well, you know, for for the first, not to give too much away here yet. You got to remember, we're deer hunters. We're used to putting in a lot of work and not seeing anything. <laughs> it's the almost guy. He's used to putting in a whole lot of work and just drinking tea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but well, and I hear you. We we've been there, right? We we started out. That's that's where we were, and so. But now you're we're, you're spoiled. You got that. You've had so many good hunts. That's your expectations. So now I'm yeah. going. We need to do this. We got to find it. So Dad says, "Well, I've got a field with maybe." 30 to 40 in it. And well, I, I guess that's the one they're still coming. We're still going to shoot geese. It's just not going to be what we've talked about. And so I'm a little distraught. So that night, my kids, I, I said, I got off work and I'm like, okay, I got to go look for geese. Well, my kids are like, Hey, we want to come too. And, and Jen wasn't home yet. So, all right, well, let's get in the truck. We got to go because I do not want to miss them in the air. We've got to go find, I know where they're staging up. I know the gravel pits they're, they're laying in. I know the ponds that they're in. I know where they fly. I know their fly patterns. I just need to find what field they're landing in. So we need to get out there before they start to fly so that we can follow them. And my, my, my oldest is like, but they're, they're how are you going to follow geese, dad? Like they're, I'm going to show you because she's never done <laughs> yeah. this side. She's gone hunting. She hasn't done the 80% of the work into goose hunting, which is fine in the field they're in. And so I said, you watch, we got to You got to keep your eye on the sky and follow. And yeah, that means you got to go down a concession and come back down the next concession, go up one and come back down. You got to do that. You got to fly up and down these roads. And she's like, your truck won't do you. My truck, that big girl will run. I'll tell you what, we're going to make this happen. So out we went. And so you guys are on your way. Well, lo and behold, we got Scotty out on the east side of town. And he's out with his nephew who was coming hunting with us. And they're scouting out there. I got dad out at the, the fields where they were going in because I'm still not convinced. Like, how did they just, they were in there for a week. And just like that, I mean, they do got to change fields when it's fed out or it's got shot out or they start to, to, to flock up. But what are the odds they did it just like that when we were going yeah, in there the, right the next day? Right. And it's going to happen. I get it. But the odds that it happens to us like is very, very, very slim. But I know that the almost guy's coming. And to be honest, I was fully expecting it. So dad's <laughs> out there. 
and he's sitting down on the implement road watching for him. And I, and I, we're on the phone and Megan, my daughter's calling my dad nonstop. And she's saying, okay, you got to keep your eyes in the sky. Todd, dad, dad keeps telling me to tell you to keep looking in the sky. Cause I'm thinking if they're not landing there, they're in the area. You need to be mobile. So when they, if they don't hit the field that you're watching, get your butt on that highway, get out there and find where they are going down. And so, and he's getting older now, so he's a little bit slower of a driver. That's my concern. I went, I was, we were watching out for him. He's just sitting there. <laughs> so, he's taking, he's taking the wrong vehicle. And I've seen some of his. You're right. It it, it, it took the 23T. Yeah, he'd be able to. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure that he'd come back alive, but he'd be able to keep up with him. So, so anyway, he, we're doing that. Well, I find we're, we're driving for a good hour because we were out there early. I mean, we were out there at like quarter to six. And so we're driving up finally at quarter to seven. I'm coming down and all we're doing for anybody that wants to go like, and, and I figure this is common sense, but I'm going to mention it. Like, how do you, how do you find the geese? How do you spot them? What do you mean you drive up and down? Literally, I have four concessions, maybe five. That's why I come forward. <laughs> four concessions going uh, across east to west. I go all the way to the far one going north. And then I hit going east and then i come back one road south and i come back up at west i come back one road south and i go back up at east and i go back down down one road south and i come back up it and so that's what i just kept doing that and weaving back and forth up and down these four concessions because i know if from dad already scouting where there are some i want to see a big bunch so I'm finally at quarter to seven driving down one of the concessions. We just keep doing the loop. And that's why we're spending gas, man. But we're doing the loop. And all of a sudden, Megan goes, there's geese. And they are right over my truck. I mean, they were low and they dropped into a field that we have talked about on the podcast because it's where we turkey hunt. So I know we're good to go. So I watched two flocks drop into there. I watched a third flock drop down into a field behind that. And the way we seen the very first flock was actually, it, it was the first one that dropped down in the field behind us where we, where we were going to set up and drop down in the corn. We were watching a, a bunch of deer right against the road. And my youngest seven Avery was in the backseat at the window down and they weren't 20 yards at two fawns and a, and a mama. And she was blowing them kisses and everything else. And all of a sudden there's, there's a flock and, and they disappeared. So we started blasting back up and down the roads again, seeing them. And then bam, there's the Megan says, there's dude, there's, there's a flock. And there's two flocks right there dropped in. Okay, great. I keep going down that road. Now I know I got two flocks there. So at the very worst, that's where we're going to hit. I already know we got permission. We're good to go. The problem is it's like grass. Like it's just green. And, and the, and the landowner had actually cut it with the tractor two weeks prior. So, I mean, it's short, it's just grass. How are we going to get hot hit in that? As I keep going, there's another farm that we've hunted in the past and there's a hundred flying around it. Oh, this is better. So I go in, knock on the door, but guess what? Landowner's gone away for the weekend. So now what? Well, we're back to that one. So then we go down by another field that we have nicknames for them all. I won't mention them on here, but drive down the other field and there's nine in it. Okay, well, we've got this one with two flocks. There's a flock flying over it. That's possibly three early season if we can pull them in. So that's now looking like our go-to. Dad's out there still. Dad says, I got to go. He had to go to the church to clean to get ready for Sunday. And he said, at this time, there's nothing coming in. Okay, great. So then I go see the farmer where I 
turkey hunt just to make sure he's okay with us shooting geese in there. That's a 45 minute conversation. He's a super guy. My youngest is playing with his dog. I mean, we are talking, you could talk for hours out there. We finally got to cut it short because you then messaged me saying that you guys are almost to the, the rendezvous point where I was going to drive yeah. by, pick you guys up and bring you into my house. And, and you guys follow me to my house. So you knew where to go. So I got to cut that short and go, well, it's getting dark. So I said to you, okay, I've got a feeling. I just, we got to go out and I just got to see for myself because dad had to leave at around seven. These flocks out here in North didn't go in until quarter to seven and he left at seven. So I got to believe there's got to still be some geese in there. So I said, if you guys don't mind, follow me to that field first and then I'll take you to my house. So you guys said, okay, right? So yeah. For sure. So you guys are... We got caught up there between with you and finally saw the one taillight you had on the back of your pickup truck and followed that for, for a little while. <laughs> hey, when you're speeding, you got to give the cops a reason to let you off of the speeding ticket. <laughs> that's the that's the deal. <laughs> so so yeah, so I, I said, all right, we got to blast south of town. We got to go. If you guys don't mind, it's a ten minute drive and it's getting dark. Let's go. So we, you, I'm firing, man. Like all eight cylinders on my beast are opened up. You're right on me. Way we go. We get out there. We drive. It is a long, long road down between the cornfields and, and you're on the phone, Bill. And Bill is man is talking to me, Todd, I ain't got the clearance you got. What's going on here? Yeah. Where are you? Just follow me, Bill. There's not, it's just like they drive the tractors down this road. You're good. Follow me, follow me. So we get in and I, I creep up to the, where they were and there's not a goose in it. And, and it is getting dark now, but there is two deer in the middle of the field straight ahead. So my youngest says, dad, I want to see how close we can get to those deer. Uh, well, all right. So I start creeping. You guys wait back. I start creeping. And as I get right beside the deer and they start to run, I see little black specks way in the back. And I mean, this field's huge. They're little black. And again, it's getting dark. So I can't tell. Is it weed tufts? Is it the edge of the woods throwing a shadow from the moonlight? What am I looking at? So I get out of the truck and I start to go on a little bit of a, a jaunt across this cut cornfield. And all of a sudden, and away they go. And so I watch over the trees and now it is dark. I'm watching the silhouettes of about 40 geese go out. Well, to me, that was it. That sealed the deal. They didn't really leave. Did they go all the way to the back or did some leave and there's still 40, but I know there's more in this area than where there was where I seen the other two flocks dropping. We got better cover. It's cut corn. This is the spot. So I called dad. Dad, they were there. We argue about how he didn't see him and and yada, yada, yada. And so now we're good to go. And so I was a little more set at that point. Yeah, how my, much of a sense of relief was that when you saw those birds picking up? Oh, I think I drove by you guys hanging out my window and throwing my fist pumping in the air. <laughs> so I was, I was a lot more relieved. And when he told me that, Bill, I, I felt a big relief because I would have even picked that uh, field over something with, with nine or 10 or 20 because it's in a good area. You know there's going to be flocks fly over. It's got really good cover. It's isolated, and it's always produced for us. So even if we hadn't found nothing, that would have been where we went because that was our best chance. And I thought, good, I feel really good now. I don't mind putting the work into that field because I think it was a good chance. So I felt a whole lot yeah. better. 
So, so yeah, so I figured, okay, we got it. So then you guys, we had to get dinner yet. Cause yeah, I mean, I'd been out driving for a couple hours with the kids and Scotty actually, we found out was watching that same field. We don't even know how we see, didn't see each other. Cause he was down yeah, in the next quarter and he watched 20 go in the front field. So uh, yeah, I don't even know how we didn't see each other at that time, but I found out that the next morning while we were setting up that that's where he ended up sitting too. Cause he'd given up out where he was scouting around. So, so three vehicles out driving around two hours Friday night to seal the deal, to make sure we had a field. And that's what it took to to goose hunt. I mean, we had that field locked in for, for a week, but when crap goes bad, you've got to scramble. That's why I say, I don't, I'm not a fan of guides. I don't hide it. I say it all the time. Guys beat me up on Facebook and those that want to be guides. And I just don't like the fact of bringing a lot of hunters from outside the area into the area for money and making it a business and then paying off farm or whatever you got to do. And then the local folks don't get to hunt as much. And so I'm not a big fan. So, but at that moment I realized because you guys, I, I was acting in my mind. Now I knew what it was like to be a guide and there is no way in crap holy that I want to be a guide after that kind of stress. That then is not fun. That if we did not find those geese and all of a sudden now I'm taking money and bringing guys in and they're planning this and everything else. And, and we're going to set up in a field where there's nothing. Oh man, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Stress on you for sure. Yeah. Like the hunting's instantly not fun. I just, so now it only solidifies the fact I don't, guiding is not cool for me. Not my, not my gig, not my cup of tea. But, but yeah, so then, then uh, once we get all all that settled in, I had no stress at all. Jay, you had no no stress. <laughs> made it made it back to your place. Yeah, well, we went up, grabbed McDonald's, and, and no, we didn't because McDonald's lineup was absolutely insane at like quarter to nine or nine o'clock at night. Who knew? Yeah. So then well, we hit Wendy's and then got back to our place and. Uh, the wife had everything ready to go, had air mattresses yeah, out down there. What'd you guys tell me, tell me the truth. Cause last night I got inundated with my daughters at about two 30 in the morning. So I would, the air mattresses are still set up. So I went down there and I slept on the one you slept on Jay. And I'll tell you what, come morning, my hips were pretty sore. Um, I honestly didn't know, uh, or I, I was not too concerned with where I was sleeping. You know, we only got about four hours of sleep, I think. So, I didn't really have a chance to, to kind of not enjoy the bed that I was sleeping on. Yeah, that's, yeah, we're well. that's true. It, I know because because Bill Bill wanted to go to bed, I think, three hours before you actually got there. Am I right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm way past my bedtime now. So. <laughs> <laughs> You've had your tea. I need my, that's that's yeah, it. Well, this is it. <laughs> but I, I didn't realize that you guys were such party animals having visitors at, after 11 o'clock at night and <laughs> <laughs> you gotta so, get up 345 in the morning and people are knocking on the door coming in dad's like hey nice visit are you guys home dad. yeah have you gone to bed yet no nah, just about to oh i'm gonna come over and say hi <laughs> so dad's rolling in yeah. at 11 o'clock <laughs> no, no. yeah that was awesome but yeah it was yeah. i was i was catching up with jay so you, yeah, you could have went to bed party pooper. Me and Jay were good. Oh, yeah. No, I was enjoying the conversation and seeing how much stuff you could find in that, that garage of yours. Oh, hey, I see? was going to say that that was probably the first bit of stress that maybe Bill or I had the whole weekend was, was seeing your garage. <laughs> okay. But, Jay, you made a comment that I am clinging to with, with both hands tight white knuckle that you were impressed that I could find everything that I, I mentioned that we needed. It, it was definitely organized chaos. 
And, and I'm telling you <laughs> the fact that where is this? Oh, it's over here. And you go into some random drawer. Sure enough, there it was. It was pretty impressed. I was pretty, very impressed. <laughs> you hear that, dad? Hear yeah. that? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Be a nice to you. My OCD was, was going firing on all sides. I did notice Bill was Bill was freaking out a little bit, going like, "Oh my gosh, like what what is going on in here? How do you? Oh my my calls are over there. I got to grab that bag. We need some shells. Shells are over there. Let's go. It's gonna be all loaded up." <laughs> so I, I sent Todd for I sent you a, a video which I didn't I don't want posted, but uh, of what my hunting shed looks like. And you want to you want to tell the difference between the two pictures? Well, there's no tea bags in mine. I don't have one of these tea kettle thingy-majiggies in mind. There's you, no frilly lace, like, shawl curtain uh, things. I I, I don't know what that was you sent me. And everything <laughs> in its place. <laughs> yeah, you're the, I got to tell you what. You're like the king of totes. And, and so he did. He sent me this, and I'm, like, looking at it going, holy crap. That is organization to the 10th degree. The problem is you know where it is. It's just so well-packed and put away. That if you need something in that, it's going to take you 10, 12 minutes to dig, dig something. Like he showed me, there's my, my shell decoys back in there. You got to move 22 totes to get to them. Like, so I can, I can understand your side of it where how exciting is it when you don't know where things are, you're looking for something and you find something (laughs) else that you've been looking for forever. Amen. Because guess what? I found my Ozonics when we were out there, and my mother has an odor in her SUV. And guess what? She had to borrow last night. Guess what? I was able to walk out, <laughs> grab, find, plug in, hand over to her within what, Dad? A minute and a half? Awesome. Bing, yeah. bang, boom. Knew where the Ozonics was. <laughs> so you're not wrong, Jay. Absolutely. <laughs> but yes, I did see the stress there. So now we go to bed. It's probably now quarter after 11 by the time Dad leaves. And uh, every, all the lights are off. Bill, you're asleep within 30 seconds, I think. And and so, <laughs> so we disappear, get up at quarter to four, I think we got up at. Yeah, it was quarter to four. Quarter, yep. quarter to four. So I had to have a shower. I was up a little bit earlier. So I showered upstairs not to wake you guys up and uh, get, get going. Took a little bit of pre-workout so I didn't rip anybody's heads off because I knew from the last podcast that was a little bit of concern. So I knew the pre-workout <laughs> make me a little happy, a little, little caffeine juiced up in the system. So uh, did that, got, got ready, got outside. Scotty was there with the goose trailer loaded up, ready to rock. His nephew, dad was outside. We grabbed all our stuff, headed out, and away we went. No. No, no. What, what? We, way we went. I, I was One waiting step to see if back. No, we were this we were gone. It was like instant. No, beat me up, chance. Scotty. <laughs> Not a chance. So at three four fifteen in the morning. The one and only thing that my brother has said for sure he has is his trigger lock key. Oh yeah, I forgot about it. Actually, I thought you were going to burn me. That was awesome. <laughs> he awesome. even talked about that in the last podcast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The only time I went duck hunting, I forgot my key to my trigger locks. So at oh, 4 awesome. in the morning, when we're all ready to go, we're out there trying to get trigger lock off my brother's gun. Well, you guys are trying. You called in the big yeah. guns what took me 10 seconds, man. That ain't my first yeah. rodeo. <laughs> the king of I'm can't find impressed. anything. The trigger lock <laughs> keys is my specialty. <laughs> yeah, but I was I'm also amazed. Think... Go ahead. I was also amazed at how many trigger lock keys you guys have as a family. <laughs> it didn't work. 
And none of them worked. And I swear and it's the same worked. brand that we got. <laughs> but sorry, Jay, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm starting to think that maybe forgetting my trigger lock key might be good luck. Because <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking that maybe this is something that I should start doing more often. I want to get you a combination trigger lock key. So all you got to do is remember three digits. <laughs> I, that's tough. All that's you got to do is remember three, Bill. You're the exactly. like, Scott has been my, my, I, I don't like to say, my hunting wife, but my responsibility taker where for forever, when, when dad's not picking up the slack, Scotty's there and we go to the gun clubs. If he's not with me, I feel it like, Oh my gosh, where's my choke tubes? Where's my, where what, have I got everything? Have I got, where's my glasses? Scotty's normally right there. And I, if I'm in working or squatting people in and I go out there, my glasses, my vest, my, my earplugs, my guns put together, I'm ready to go to the line. So I think, Bill, that there is some kind of precedence that's been set that you need to step up and, and you can buy them that trigger lock, but you better memorize that combination. <laughs> I guess that's a, that's a big brother thing, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so we got so the trigger lock off. key off. Once they were, I, I didn't know what they were doing. I mean, I was running back and forth. God, I got to grab my coffee, make sure I got my shells, grab my hoodie, grab this, grab that. I got everything finally loaded in the truck. I'm like, what, where are we ready to go? No, what are they dinking around with in the trunk over here? Okay, go grab a bigger screwdriver, pop that sucker off. We go. So once we got there, okay, we knew where they were. Now the work began. So the very yeah, first thing, I relieved the stress on myself by finding them. Now the stress is on again. I realize what it's like to be a freaking guide and, and, and that responsibility to make sure this hunt's going to go well. So if it's me, dad and Scott, I don't care that much. We've, we've shot enough geese and, and we're all in that. Okay. You guys stop me if we're putting the decoys or the blinds in the wrong direction and they're gonna where you guys were kind of, you know, how do you do this? You're relying on our expertise. If we screw this up, yeah. it's on us. And so I felt I'm feeling that weight of that guide thing where, okay, now which way's the wind coming? So we're double checking the wind. We're triple checking the wind. Okay. Well now we've got a little Valley. Well, the geese are going to like to land just up on top of that Valley, but we want to be back from it because the way the wind's blowing, because the trees are too close. We don't want them coming over the trees and having to drop like stones because they won't do it. Then that's going to make no, them pass us around once. We don't want them taking a second, uh, uh, having to fly over us and look because the longer those geese are in the air flying over you and looking, the more they get to pick apart your spread. You want them coming over those trees, setting those wings and gliding in. And so we got to come back from that. Hopefully we're far enough back from that little dip that they're going to want to land on this side of it and not that side of it. Hopefully we're with the wind enough that the wind doesn't change too much because it is kind of blowing on an easterly southeast direction and it's going to set to go east. If it goes completely east, that wind is now blocked by the trees and now those geese can come anywhere and land anywhere. And the way our spread is we had to set up in kind of a, a rounded V. It was kind of like a hybrid J slash V like I've never done something like that exactly where we had to kind of manipulate the pocket be just because the wind block from the trees, not being able to do a J not being able to do just a U we kind of combined the two. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so too. We had to figure out exactly to your point, but you know, the first and foremost is is figure out how to get into your trailer and, and, the fact that the trailer hadn't been open in a year, I was kind of surprised to see what would, would jump out of that. But, 
<laughs> I was impressed we found the keys. <laughs> yeah, me too. To be Scott's like, I ain't got the keys. Dad's like, I, I don't have the key. Oh, don't tell me you left them in my possession. And luckily I went inside. They're hanging on the hook. Everything. It was like role reversal. I found everything I needed. The keys, the organization, everything was just there. I looked sharp, man. If yeah, I, I was absolutely so. rubbing off on you after <laughs> the number of podcasts we got. I still ain't drinking tea. I don't tea. know, Jay, you, you tell me, you tell me what you think. But for for me, I was uh, keep quiet and and listen to the conversation as to what drove you to make your decision as to what how to how to set the decoys. And once once you guys got a a, a kind of a plan, then it, it the work began. Well, and the work began a little early because dad jumped the gun. He wasn't hearing me. He started brushing in blinds with with uh, Scott's nephew, Michael, before he realized I said we had to move him. (laughs) So (laughs) thoughts on that, dad? After the third time, I said, "Okay, I'm putting the rake down until you finally decide where they're going. (laughs) (laughs) But I was that nervous. I was that stressed that I was second guessing everything. Well, from, from my side, honestly, it was it was really neat just listening to the conversation as somebody who's legitimately had zero experience, nothing. You know, I, I, I was trying to take it all in. I was trying to learn, you know, something as simple as, you know, what's a feeder versus what's a sentinel. I don't know. You know, I didn't know what that meant. Like, it obviously, to me, it makes more sense now, and I should have probably just picked that up. But just little things like that. Okay, well, we're going to put this over here and that over there. And here's why we're going to do it. And okay, everybody break. And then everybody just kind of scattered and everybody kind of had a job to do. And I thought it was, it was a well-oiled machine there for a little while. And it was, it was interesting just again, like Bill said, taking it all in and hearing what, uh, what the conversations were. Yeah. So I'm going to pick your brain a little bit because I, I said to Bill, I was, cause Bill was helping me and you and Scotty were doing decoys in the back of the spread, right? And dad and Michael were brushing in the blinds and brought rakes so they could get that cut corn leaves and everything so that we could really, really slope out the blinds because we put them all together so we didn't make, it would have been a big blob with some shadows. And so they they really raked up all the corn around the blinds so it was like a gradual slope, no shadow. So they were working on that. So Bill was helping me as I was laying out and, and we've talked about this on previous podcasts. I want to lay out how I want, I, I got to picture where I want the geese to land, picture the spread I want. And now I will lay out the kind of like the outline. If you were going to outline a picture and then color it in. So I, I lay the geese down the, the front line, if you will, of the decoys and place them out and figure that out. And that changed a little bit because Bill, you could probably see me. I don't normally second guess as much as I did, but I'm thinking that's not what I hear. <laughs> I don't know who you've been talking to, <laughs> but I was, I am pretty particular. I don't know. So I know that Jay, you kept saying, I just no. don't want to get yelled at. I don't want to get yelled at. And I'm like, dude, it's not I that I'm, I'm particular, but I'm not going to yell at you. I yell at dad. He frustrates me. I just, it's been 41 years of, of patience worn out. You think we're, you're we're, frustrated? Holy moly! <laughs> Where you're right though. Did, once you've got a an idea in mind, I I haven't heard that you change it very much. If you're going to do a J or a U or, or whatever your your pattern is going to be, that is, is stuck in your mind, and then you just fiddle around with the with the decoys. Yeah, I in fiddle. That set. But for for Saturday, I could see you were you were concerned about what the the optimal optimal pattern 
layout is before we even filled it all in, right? Well, I was trying to get like because I want that I wanted you guys in the mix. I want them in in front of you. And when if there's only three of us, there's going to be in, th- in front of us. But when there's six of us in those blinds, and I, now okay, I've got to make sure we got these the, the, the geese landing where we need them to be because now you got guys beside guys beside guys beside guys. You might take somebody out of it. And so, yeah, I was, I was concerned. And with the wind wasn't as strong as you, a stronger wind is golden. The stronger the wind, the better. I mean, those geese got to, oh, they got no options. They got to land into that wind. They got to fight it. They got to come down into it. If it's a straw, if it's a light wind and they can kind of land off to the side or, or once they get below the tree line, if it blocks that wind, they can land wherever they want. There's no wind. Now they're just coming down. Well, then you got problems, right? So that's the that's the biggest issue. So yeah, I was I, we were going to set up this horseshoe, and then I decided to, to pull some decoys. Normally, what we do is we'll figure the blinds out. They will be right in the pocket where those geese are going to land in the pocket of the horseshoe, and the the horseshoe is again the the wind's coming from behind us, so it's right in line with the wind. And I, I usually put one or two rows. I'd say rows, but they're not rows, but a, a couple of decoys in front of the blinds for depth. So they're not looking right at the blinds. They're looking at the decoys in front and they're going to land another 15 yards behind those. So you're going to have a 25 yard shot when they're coming down. Right. So that's the thought process. I'd rather have them right in our face, but in order just to get them close with this limited wind, that is, I I guess the the concession you're willing to make is they're going to be an extra five to 10 yards out there. When we say take them still shootable in order for them to make sure they're going to land versus flaring because there's nothing in front of us and it's just us and that quickly changed to okay we're going to do that but wait a minute the way the wind was starting to shift a bit and how it was a little stronger coming from the east if i open up beside the far side of the blinds where michael was sitting and i don't put any geese there at all and really it was scott and jay that gave me the idea because they had left so much gap between the decoys so we've talked about it before where if you bunch your decoys up too close Whenever you walk into a field and there's a lot of geese in that field and you look, you watch before they fly, they bunch up all together. So you don't want that. The bigger space between them, the better. And then it depends. If you want them to land amongst that, you can really make that big space and they will land amongst your decoys. But you want them to land in the pocket. So you want that that secret sauce, that special distance between the the, the flocks, the, the, the decoys, so that when they come in, they don't want to land inside the flock they're big enough space to land there they want to land in the pocket but wide enough they're comfy and they feel safe and jay and scott it looked good and what really looked good was there was a lot of space and i thought holy i moved four decoys out of that little spot over there i open up a 20 yard pocket right on the other side of michael they gotta come fly by the whole bunch of us to drop into that spot that's so that's why i say it was kind of a uh, a, a J slash U because now we're going to be shooting at them sideways as they come by us to hit that spot coming from the east or coming from the west into the east. So I'm like, that's going to be the way. So we we kind of manipulated it a bit. And I think I shared with you, Bill, that Jay and Scott, normally Scott will do the back and I will do that outline, like I said, and we don't have anybody else. But Scott, I'm, I'm watching him. He's watching me. And I have that communication. We were just in go mode and Jay and Scott were so fast this time at getting the decoys out, I felt a disconnect. And that was 
bugging the crap out of me because <laughs> I didn't know how they put. And I think I said to you, Bill, I got to trust that Scott's done this enough with me that he knows what I'm going to want when really he's got his own mind and he knows he's hunted enough geese. He doesn't need me to tell him I'm just that particular that I want it this way. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that he's got it the way that I would think he's got it. And they just went and did it. And me and you, Bill, did the outline in the front up by the the blinds while Dad and Michael brushed yes. them in. And so when it was yeah. done, it was good. But I felt a disconnect until the sun came up because even with all the big lights on on the trailer and everything, there's so many 140 decoys go so deep that you can't see them all the way back there. And I don't know if no, they got the it. sentinels at the back because you want the ones that sentinels folks are the ones with the heads up. You want them at the very back because those are the ones that look for danger. They're typically the ones that you, when geese are coming in, you're calling, you're them. So they, because the ones feeding aren't calling, their heads are down feeding. So, yeah, so you want those at the back and, and at the corners and the edges because you want them to feel comfy. You want that flock to feel comfy in the middle landing in that pocket. And if you got sentinels right near that pocket, they're going, wait a minute. Why are those sentinels heads up? What's going on? Is there danger there? Are they seeing a coyote? Is there a fox somewhere? What's what's happening? Why is that head up? And so the heads up at the back. So they don't want to go outside that flock. They're going to land with the feeders on the inside. And so I had that disconnect. I didn't know. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, and I said that to you, Bill, I said, I just uh, distressed right now, man, I'm working these decoys on the front, but I hope they're doing them on the backside properly. And it's just, I can't see I'm stressed out. Ah, but, but when the sun came up, it looked good. I moved a few, I moved a few and you guys are making fun of me. I think a little bit, but. Oh yeah. No, no, there's no question in my mind. I mean, there was one decoy Jay that you put down. I think what, Six times, <laughs> yeah, probably. Hey, put it there. No, no, no. Okay, well, let's let's put it right here. And then I just got to a point where I just said, "You just put it wherever you need to." Yeah, and I did. <laughs> and, and, and I think it was uh, the the movement on the last movement of that decoy was eight inches. <laughs> was it that particular? Are you serious? Eight yeah, inches. Well, Come there was on. one decoy that was right out in front of your dad's blind there that that was put down. You picked it up and literally put it one step. And dropped it down. <laughs> now <laughs> you know stuck, what stuck I live me. with. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. And you know, Don, I get it now. I get it. I understand. Yep. And, and me and Scott, we were able to trig off that. And I said to Scott, in earshot of Todd, hey, uh, does that decoy look right? <laughs> and, and Todd... Just spun him right up. Hey, where, where, where do we need to do that? I thought you were being serious. I was in go mode, no. man. No. <laughs> I, I, was just, I was just seeing, I bet I said to this guy, I bet you I can make him do that decoy. He says, yeah, let's see. And then I said, hey, that's, Scott, that doesn't really look right there, right there, does it? And sure enough, he come right over, picked the decoy up, moved it, and, and then moved about four more after that in the area. Scott and I had a chuckle to ourselves while Todd was <laughs> Over that, but. Oh, I was Thundercats go, man. It was rock and roll yeah. time. You should have kept them going for what, an though? hour. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I think we did move it for an hour. We moved that line. Yeah. We opened that up after the first flock. We opened it up a bit more and bit more and bit more. But, but yeah, I think we didn't keep moving it. But anyway, sorry, Bill. Yeah, no, it, I was going to say it didn't take long, though. Once once everything was all said and done, you know, you, you guys had said a couple of times, uh, you know, after the decoys are set. There's time. Yeah. Well, I was impressed that we were set up that fast. Okay. Like six guys that did two guys on the blinds with rakes. Rakes really helped. Normally we don't have rakes. That's, that's now added. So rakes really helped two guys on that, two guys on the back of the decoys, me and you on the front of the decoys. Like it was, we were, we were a well-oiled machine. 
setting those up. And we, we, we did, we had, we had to wait for the sun to come up to get comfy to, so I could see where all the decoys was. Normally we're finishing up as the sun's coming up and I can kind of see while we're finishing. And that's when I do my finishing touches. So we were in, in good shape. And normally I would say the first flock historically dad would come in at what quarter after eight. Yeah. Yeah. Eight at the early 10 to eight earliest really. Yeah. This time we get, we got all done. I'm like, all right, we got like an hour and a half, man. Like we're way, way in advance. Like it's first light is just coming up. It's legal shooting time. I'm going to get my gun out and I'm going to watch for doves, maybe some woodcock to fly by. I don't know something. So we load up and it wasn't 15 minutes. Was it? No. And it, it, if it was 15 minutes, so you're burr, burr, burr. Oh, here, here we go. And we're jumping in blinds, covering them up. And now here's the crucial point again. So now I'm stressing one more time, because if you listen to our previous podcast, my dad believes the first goose, the first two, the first four, that's your scouts. That's like Noah's Ark sending out the dove. If the dove doesn't come back, Hey, there's land out there. We can now go. But, these geese, they got to, if they come in, they can't leave. Cause if they come and see danger, his theory, they go back to that flock. Now they know they're either not coming out or they're going to move because they didn't stay. And so we, these guys got to come. So they came in and, and they what were, was it, Jay, would, would you, would you think that first time you, you're in the blind and you, and those, those geese were, were honking close yeah what so, was going through your mind because all of a sudden bar, bar, here's all this work <laughs> we're now so, holy crap here we go let's get in the blind everything you've heard it's now coming to fruition w- what went through your mind well i gotta say i didn't even know what to do at first because again not doing this in a field not you know sitting in one of these blinds before you know i, I had to ask okay where do i sit how do i sit how do i how does this open how does it close and then you know we're talking all of a sudden it was like a pointer dog. One of his geese and everybody stopped froze. And then we were in the blind and I just sat there and I was like, okay, what are we doing? And then the calls start going and my heart's pumping. It was almost like seeing the deer for the first time. You know, <laughs> That's uh, awesome. You could hear them coming, but I got to tell you the whole time I'm sitting there going, okay, where are they coming from? I know you guys, I know you guys said they're coming and I got to be honest, my ears are not that great either. And I can hear them finally coming, but I have no clue. And then finally someone said, they're coming out ahead. How many? I think there's four. Okay, now what? Well, wait. Okay. And then I was just waiting. I just waited for to kind of hear what was going to happen and I tell you, my my heart was pumping. It was it was exciting. And I'll let you guys tell the rest of the the first flock That's or awesome. we're gonna I love it. But those four the there was four birds that came in right off the hop and, and Jay's absolutely right. We were all t- kind of talking to each other trying to get the cadence and rhythm as to when when we're going to sit up and Todd had the call. We 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 gave that him that responsibility to give us a take and call all but one time. And we'll talk about that in a minute, but um, <laughs> the, uh, those birds absolutely followed the script. What you had in mind coming right down that, uh, right down that arm. They did. They, they made one falter. Well, they made two falters, one falter in my mind, yeah. one falter in theirs, <laughs> but they did. They came right. What were you thinking, Bill, when they were coming in? We heard your brother's side. What were you, were you thinking? Okay, this is it. Or, oh crap. Were you nervous? I was nervous. No, I was th- thinking this is me not. Sorry, go ahead. Me not ner- not nervous. I mean, my, the only thing that, that ever lets me down is my ability to shoot where I'm aiming. Uh-huh. But you know, <laughs> I, I I look at geese like this great big dinner plate that you should be able to knock down. And and for anybody that's ever hunted geese, it's not that easy. No, you know, you you get 
you get all geared up. First of all, you're laying in a layout blind. You're you're trying to gauge when the right time is. If you get up slower than the person next to you, now the shooting has already started. So maybe your gun's not going to be mounted perfectly. So I mean, all this stuff goes through my head, right? And and I and the only thing I could think of was these four cannot leave. No matter what we do, it was uh, your dad, myself, Jay, you, and uh, Michael on the gun guns at that point for four birds. Uh, we had enough steel in the air that those birds should not have and did not <laughs> <laughs> did not leave. And that was, and if nothing else had happened, you know, when when the blinds popped open and you gave us the the call and they were rating almost right in our faces. The one bird was definitely more so out in front of Jay, Michael and I. And I think that took the brunt of, Oh you know, yeah, I think it I, did. I know for sure when I stood up, when I, when I uh, stood up and I took the first shot, you know, it, it, it crumpled. And then Jay took a shot. It crumpled more. You could just tell that we were all shooting for the same, same bird. And then when we moved over and, and went to the other, two or three that were there, they did not stand a chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so. And, and yeah, so uh, I'm with you. I was the same, right? These four can't leave and this is it. And now they better come in because for me, those first four are the telltale. If a, we're in the right field, if B, the decoy spread's going to work, are they going to flare? Like this is, this is it. This is the Holy crap everything you've done till now. And it's hard to change 140 plus decoys. It's hard to change six blinds. You've taken the time to brush in. So this, this better work. And so when they came in, the only thing I didn't like was they scooted instead of coming right down and staying east to west and dropping right in front of all of us. They kind of skirted my way and, and floated in and hooked down as they were about to land it right in front of me. So I, which, Sorry. What I've, I've been thinking about that all week, to be honest with you, that I believe that our blinds should have been a little bit more uh, clockwise, if that makes sense. Oh, hear this, Dad. Now, 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 now we got a professional goose hunter here talking. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're right. You're absolutely based on right. The way that first flock was, if if that those were if the blinds were taken in all six and then maybe you know thirty degrees more, we'd be shooting directly down. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. In the, in the pocket. Yep. Exactly. I agreed. Right. Because I, when I, and when we set that up, it was kind of the, the chance we took like the, the, the J hook thought of you're going to be shooting at them sideways. Unfortunately, they didn't come past us. They hooked down and dropped in. So yeah. that would have changed it from, okay, that would have been went back to your typical horseshoe where we're right in the pocket and they're dropping right in yeah. front of us. If we'd have moved those blinds, which would have been probably the, the smart thing. If we'd, have, if we'd have had that wherewithal, I guess on the, I don't know if it was the wind shift, if it was, I don't know, it really just the way the wind broke after they got below trees, yeah. maybe I, they, but they did. Yeah. Those, those first four kind of scooted in front of me and I know I jumped up and the end of my barrel, I watched three fold up as I pulled and I know there was a lot of steel hitting some of them. So there was no way. And after those four dropped, I'll tell you, there's been a lot of times when four come in on that first volley and only one hits the ground. And so for four, I was impressed. Yeah. I, I wanted to mention that, uh, when they came in, they looked like they were going to come right down that arm, and we were tight. 
the way we space the blinds for those that are listening, we opened the doors that are over you and the doors actually almost touched. Yeah, we were that close. Yeah, we were that close together. So we were we were close together there and it looked like they were going to drop right at our feet. And then, like Todd said, at the last minute, they just kind of hooked and they went down in front of you three. And I wanted to let you know that I didn't even get up because once they got down low enough, I couldn't even see them over Jay's blind next to me because I was still laying down. So I knew they were almost on the ground. So I didn't even get up. And Scott and Mike and I, the three of us, did not even shoot. You three guys oh. took all four of those down. Are you serious? You I guys? Didn't know, I, didn't know I didn't know that either. Yeah, no, we did not shoot. You. And I heard Scott say, because Scott and Michael are sharing a gun, remember, because Mike's a apprentice, a, hunter. apprentice yeah. hunter. So Mike had the gun. And so he's saying to, he's saying to Michael, no, they're, they were almost right next to Todd. And so he said to Mike, don't, don't shoot. Don't shoot over their heads. Going out, if they leave out front or leave out behind, fine. But not while they're right straight on the right-hand side of those blinds. And so Michael and I, I didn't even come up. Michael didn't shoot. Scott didn't have a gun. So you three guys, you took those four down. And I saw the last one go down, and I went, yeah, they got them. Because the last one was behind me. I sat up enough and looked behind me and watched the last one tumble. And I thought, okay, they got all four. We're good to go. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. And I was so glad it was you guys on your end because you'd never experienced that before. Yeah, that was that was fantastic. Yeah, I, I thought I thought you guys at least got one shot off on those, but no, no, we I did guess. not. See, we didn't even need them, Bill. <laughs> yeah, I mean, aside from their limits and setting up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> appreciate the company. We shared a sandwich. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that was awesome. When those four dropped, I'll tell you, because there's times when early in the season like that, you're rusty. The four come in two drop and two leave. And then you're, you're heartbroken. Like, Oh my gosh, what all four of those shit. And all four of those, I mean, I only took three shots. I only had three shots. And, but on the end of my barrel, when I pulled that trigger, they were crumpling. And I know you guys were hitting them. And like, there was, there was, they were doing pinwheels flying down. It was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, and I was, thought, Oh, no, we're going to, we're going to drop some geese if they come in today. Yeah, yep. No doubt in my mind that you guys, probably shot the same geese a couple of times yeah and, cleaning and, them and, <laughs> we could, you can tell <laughs> on the first four nothing wrong with that oh yeah no, we were all it, over them <laughs> so four come in four do not leave they're down and we're pumped and uh oh right then and now i could relax that was a hunt i think i was woohooing i mean I, i'm pretty sure i i was pretty pumped so that was that was wicked and then it wasn't long and the flocks just started coming. And, yeah, and so the second flock almost did the same thing. They stopped kind of short. So I don't get me wrong. We were changing that that layout probably three, four times throughout that hunt. I mean, we shortened that that leg in front of me, that arm of the U. We shortened that up. We opened it more wider so that they would come down in front of the blinds better. And a couple flocks did. And oh my gosh, the geese were falling everywhere. I mean, we and we were out picking them up here, there. Bill, you chased a runner down that had to go two thousand miles. I'm thinking, my oh, gosh. And I tell you what, the, the worst part about that whole whole thing, me chasing one down that fell behind us, was because like, because we shot it and it, it coasted, and and you know it was coming down just by the way that like you shot enough ducks and geese that that wasn't landing. It was coasting as if it was. Oh yeah, it was hit right. Yeah. So. And I said, I said, I'm getting it. And there was two that were back there. And the first one, 
I, I, I got, and, and, you know, I, I finished, finished that goose off. And then the second one, I could see its head on the ground and it was a long ways out. And my track pants would not <laughs> stay up around my waist. And I'm running across this field and my track pants are getting lower and lower on the inside of my, my outside hunting pants. And I had to stop, pull my track pants up and, and I finally went, went and I got this goose, but I didn't want to, didn't want to shoot it because it was, it was there and and it wasn't running or flying. And you guys thought I was, I was crazy for, for doing Oh, I'm yelling at you because I know there's more coming. I'm thinking, Bill, get back here. We'll get them later. Get back here. <laughs> and I didn't but see I him go him down. I seen him just coast and that was it. I thought, yeah. oh, geez. So no, but you I got did. Him. You I got, got him. him back before we came. I got back before the next flock. You uh, did came. too. Yeah. I was impressed. And so we had now, is there any memorable Jay, did you have any memorable shots? Take my, my most memorable shot was, and it kind of follows up what Bill just told is the, the cripple that was in front of us all. And you guys were slowly, you know, getting up and starting to pick things up and that one's going to get up and go. And I don't think you got the word go out. I pulled up. <laughs> that was it. The 45 yard. The 45 yard turkey drop, man. And he dropped like a rock. And I'll yeah, tell you, those I, are my I, nemesis. I shoot over top of those every day. That was, that yeah. was uh, impressive. Well, I, I got to tell you, that was probably my most memorable shot for myself, but the, my best memory is probably those first four you know, six seconds or so of, of that craziness. And when the, you know, the smoke settled, having it all just, everything worked exactly how I expected it would and how you guys told us it would. That was amazing to me that that set the, the tone for the whole day. We couldn't have shot another deer, uh, deer another um, goose the rest of the day. And I still would have thought that that was the most successful, you know, fun time I've ever had. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad you enjoyed it that much. What about you, Bill? Well, the most memorable one for me wasn't even my shot. It was your dad's. No, good grief. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the it, shot. It's like, so let me prelude this by saying this is his <laughs> signature. Okay. And and don't, if you think that this was just, it's almost like it was planned. I tell you what, because this does not, it's not like this was just a, a one-time thing. All the freaking time. And I don't know how he does it to surprise me. That I'm like, what, what, what the heck just happened? Because it's such a long shot. So far, I'm like, okay, we're done. We're about to pick. I was just getting up to pick him, but that's two, and then something falls. So anyway, I prelude that with that. But you go ahead, Bill. Well, I tell you what. I mean, we, we had a, a pretty good, pretty good mess of birds on the ground at that point in time. Um, nowhere near a limit, so we were still hunting pretty hard, as hard as we could with the birds that were flying, and we had a lone goose come in. Now, if everybody's listening to the podcast, you know, Todd and Don go back and forth about Don's hearing abilities. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and I was pretty, pretty impressed because uh, Todd had a new fancy gizmo that Don gave him with it was a pen. It was a around his Bluetooth neck. Bluetooth pen was, to his hearing aids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so and we were we were right on the whole morning, I thought. And, and this this lone bird comes in and Todd says, Jay. You take them. Now, the way that the blinds are, are la- laid out, Todd's on the end. It's then me. Then it's Jay. Then it's Don. And, okay, we're going to take them. Uh, Jay's going to take this bird. Out. And I called and actually said, I'll back you up on this bird. Yeah. And, and what, this this loner comes in right down the middle of the pocket, and it doesn't really 
commit, which is kind of weird, but it, it, it was because a loner. Yeah. And, and I mean, it did a, a wing stall and a half and dropped. Yeah. I mean, it was when it first came over the trees, it was up there like seagull height. Like you're going, wow, that thing's going back to the lake. It was so high. And then we were calling Scotty got the flag working and all of a sudden that thing just went straight perpendicular, like or parallel to the gr- dropped like a stone. <laughs> and if you've ever seen a wing stall on a goose, when they want to drop fast, they will turn their bodies completely 90 degrees to the ground and just cut air and drop straight. And he did that, but still was up there. He still didn't drop. And I thought, oh, he's coming. The minute that he did that wing stall and drop, he's in here. But he didn't commit. He stayed up there looking. And his neck was, he was, his head was back and forth looking like crazy. Yeah. And I, and I was, like I said, I was back in JF and I was waiting for for your call actually (laughs) to take him. Not yet. Not yet. (laughs) Yeah. It was, yeah. It was, I just kept, kept hearing Todd. Not Not yet. yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not Not yet. Yet. And I'm thinking he's going around us. It's going to go around us yeah. one more time because this is a loner. I don't want to let flocks go around us and have that look, but this loner, he's coasting. His wings are kind of locked. He's going to swing back around and come in a little bit lower because he's not low enough yeah. yet. So I'm not so yet. I'll, not yet. I'll, I'll, not all yet. I see out of my peripheral <laughs> is, is a gun come up. That's what I see. I see the barrel poke out of a blind and <laughs> yeah. I'm like, not yet. And I'm saying, not yet. Uh, <laughs> okay maybe now yeah, when, when that gun came up so i was like or, or now <laughs> <laughs> i think and, i said that I, just I heard, like that i'm like exactly or now <laughs> and i heard kaboom and this thing crumples up like an old dish towel like it folded like, it did like a cheap lawn chair man that head dropped down behind its body and it's coming down and I'm like, yeah, Jay. I'm like, nice what shot. a freaking shot. Are you kidding me? <laughs> holy crap. I I turned around and I'm like, I, I was saying not yet, but holy jeez. And it went, Jay. <laughs> and, and, and who took that shot? <laughs> Dad. Jay's like, me. <laughs> I didn't shoot that bird. <laughs> you told me not I, yet. I saw the same thing you guys saw. Not yet, not yet. And all of a sudden, a gun comes up. Oh, and I just, I took my hand off my trigger and I thought, it's coming down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dad, you're going to weigh yeah, in on this? I am, because <laughs> even though I gave Todd the Rogers pen so that he could broadcast to my hearing aids, if he moves, the pen goes sideways or he turns a certain way, then it doesn't connect. I don't, and I'm, and I did. I apologize to you, Jay. After all the laughing and everything was over, <laughs> I did not hear Todd say, "Okay, Jay, this is yours." And of course, Bill didn't have any pen around his neck, so I didn't hear him tell Jay he was going to back him up. All I could hear Todd saying is, "This bird's coming straight over us." Is not yet, not yet. And right <laughs> when I thought he was going to say, "Take him," he didn't. He said, "Not yet," and I thought, "He wants this bird to go around." This bird might not go around. This bird's dead. I'm going to shoot it. So, And I thought, okay, there isn't going to be any competition. I'm going to have lots of time to get up and shoot this bird. Well, and, I did, and I watched this gun barrel in my peripheral vision come out of a blind. And I'm like, okay, I guess now. So I just brought the gun up, put it where it should be, and down he come. And then, Bill, you ran out and picked it up. And, of course, I just had to add. And it's dead, and it's shot in the head. Yeah, it, it, there was not an ounce of meat ruined on that bird, I promise you. For everybody listening, everybody thinks, oh, but, shoot him. No, no. But I, that bird I, I felt, I thought perfect. of that. 
So go ahead. Yeah, that bird was perfect, and and I was honored to go out there and pick it up and present it to you because it was <laughs> one of those things that I I, I will remember that. I, not well, yet. I, I or felt now. bad. <laughs> yeah. I felt bad all week. I, kept, I felt I, bad I, on I this. I sounds like Scott oh, shooting Jay. every banded bird out from if under me I'd on the planet. This is your bird, Jay. I might even have called the shot and said, "No, take him now." Or because there was no guarantee he was going to go around because he was high enough, he could have just kept going and beelining right, right straight back to that uh, that one pond they're living in, and he he might have come around. Who knows? But I thought, shoot, that that bird is shootable as far as I was concerned. It's one of my favorite <laughs> shots. So. And I and I felt bad all week that I took that opportunity away from Jay to get a one time oh, shot on a bird. But anyway, but I did it. <laughs> I made the decision, and it's done now. It's, it's yeah. done now. Yeah, it was oh, it geez. it was pretty incredible. I will say because I'm like or now and because all I seen was a barrel coming out. Okay, I guess I'm on crack. And and <laughs> boom, and I'm like Jay, that was an amazing shot. And, that wasn't me. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dad goes, nope, it was me. And I wasn't letting that go. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> oh, good yeah, that's, grief. That, that's memorable for me there. And, and the other side memorable was, was getting back to your dad's place. And when cleaning those birds, the number of bees that were around, I could not believe that. Oh, yeah, there was a lot. Anybody saying that there is a, a, a limited number of bees and they're endangered, they are on the comeback, folks. I will tell you that. I thought yeah. we weren't going to have to get rid of carcasses. They're just going to carry them away. Yeah, that, uh, that was that was a good day. I mean, we got more stories to tell on this one. but Yeah, it, I was uh, glad was you came back sure. to my place, too, because uh, – I got to show you my 23 tea bucket, and and Jen brought us over a casserole. We had a nice yeah, lunch. Yeah, breakfast casserole. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, so it was uh, it was a pleasure having you guys there for the afternoon. It was neat. Yeah, but, the uh, hospitality was second to none. We, we absolutely could not say enough about the generosity of you guys to, to host the hunt like that, to have us down, to do the legwork, and, you know, it, it brought it all together. And you know, speaking on behalf of my brother, he can speak for self in a second here but we thank you we thank you, thank you. Oh, it doesn't even that. need to be said we were doing that homework regardless i'm glad you guys could come join us it was a good time y'all are good folk that's what it's all about it was a blast absolutely had a riot and i would definitely echo my brother's uh sentiments there the uh i i definitely had a great time and, and really appreciated you guys putting us up like that uh, and giving us the experience that you did that was that was a blast no question about it yeah, no, it was, it was good having yeah. you, and and nobody even mentioned uh, the number of geese we got for the day. Well, yeah, what what we what we end up with at the end of it? Thirty geese. Yeah, yeah, we had thirty geese. Uh, could have had more. Could have had more, but that's yeah. how it always goes. I mean, there were some flocks that we could have pulled some more out of, but and then for we sure. were down a gun too with Scotty Sharon, but. Yeah, and I was and I was having trouble getting up and holding the gun up with no, my arm. I'm still doing shoulder. the exercises, so I was handing my gun off when I could, either Michael or Scott. And so, but we had a good time. We had, uh, we pulled enough. We had enough flocks come in. We were busy, and we pulled enough birds out of them flocks that we were out running every flock to pick up birds and bringing them back in. And it, it was a really good day. Yeah, I think it was an awesome hunt. I really yeah, enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Got to do it again. Yeah, and then next time, 
Well, maybe I'll give you a tour. I never even got to show you my collectibles inside either. So there's still a lot we could share with you and we could have more fun. And it was good having you down. Yeah, because we went back, had a quick nap and went back out that night in the other field. We had permission to. <laughs> yeah, that's but true. that's probably a po- another podcast. That'll be another podcast when we talk about that. But that 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 ended off the day. And we got home late. I got home uh, quarter after one. I had to even stop in Good. Cambridge nice. for a nap for an hour. But <laughs> but we got got home and uh, the birds are in the freezer. And I've been looking up goose uh, sausage recipes, trying to figure out how to make some stuff on the Weber without having to purchase a smoker, which I'm not opposed to doing. Hey, uh, and you know what? Saturday, I'm going to be the grill king. Yes, you are. <laughs> so I will say also thank you. Jay brought, I didn't tell dad this. <laughs> Jay you brought. you share that with your dad? Shush, shush, shush. Thank you for what you brought, Jay. And oh. Bill. Br- <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Come on, spill the beans here. Jay brought apple homemade, like like baked apple pie and peach pie. Or apple crumble and peach crumble, but in pie pants. Like, yeah. oh, it was, yeah. It was good? Is that what you're saying? There, there actually might be just a little bit left in the fridge. I'm not sure. I'm checking that out. I guarantee I you are checking that out before you leave. That's, that that goes without saying. However, I I did take a small thermos of coffee and in a in a break there, and uh, you were out getting on Facebook live, and Jay says, hey, I got some peanut butter and jam sandwiches, Don. Would you like one? Oh, man, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> so that Bill, was, yeah, Bill that had those, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Candace made me a couple of peanut butter jam sandwiches for my pack. I like my snacks when I eat when I hunt. So we <laughs> yeah, so I appreciate that, and, and that was it. I appreciate that nice. sandwich with my coffee. That was awesome. Yeah, it was oh, a good day. Man. It was well, an awesome. And day. then Bill brought me a mug because he knows how talented I am. That says a coffee mug that is grill king. <laughs> or is that what He's, it says? Uh, I gotta. I, I, it's on my kitchen table. Yeah, he's still. either a grill master or grill king or yeah. something. But I figure you're working your way to that. And oh, you know, I'm not allowed to. You, I'm not allowed to have it yet. I'm. I'm got to work. Okay, so after this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and and then see what you come up with. So, I'll give that to your wife. Right. <laughs> so I gave. I gave. Uh, we gave you guys all the geese. We only kept a few. And then I read that package that that you gave me, and it's for goose. It's for waterfowl. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, oh man, I didn't know it was for waterfowl. I'd, I might have stole some back, but I might go. I got some in the freezer still, so I'm gonna uh, oh. I'm gonna make some some sausage too. Yeah, I gotta figure out a few recipes there. I got a, a few things in mind that I want to do with it. And my dad's got uh, some of the sausage making equipment. He's gonna lend me to use uh, uh, before the deer hunt. And I'm hoping to before it gets too cold to mix up at least one package of that goose, which. When I say one package, it's like 10 pounds of meat. <laughs> yeah, it'll be between 10 and 12 pounds in those uh, in those packages. Oh, How many pounds do you think a, you left with? Uh, my, my my cooler was full. I, I don't know. Jay, what do you think? Oh, I, I don't know. You, you figure you're about, what, half a pound a, a breast maybe? Is that, that fair? If if they're, like the last time 30, I weighed one of those packages, they were 12 pounds. So I figure you left with close to 48 pounds of goose. Yeah, you think that much? Yeah, there were when I thought well, them out. When I usually pack them, 10, 10 uh, 12 breasts to a to a package, and I weigh them because I add pork to them. Some menus, so I weigh them, and they were weighing in at twelve pounds. 
I would, yeah, I bet they're more than, than a half a pound. Like those breasts are, I bet you they're two pounds anyway. Pound and a half? I don't know. Now, now you got me curious. Bill, I know you're the yeah. right guy for the job. When well, you, I'm gonna, you're going to weigh one of them. <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> weigh, weigh the ones I shot because they're the bigger ones with less it's shot. In I them. got the, the most shot. In them. The less shot. Is. If you weigh any of the <laughs> others, then they're going to weigh so much just from the steel shot that's in those things. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Yeah, but we're going we're gonna to try a, a, a few recipes and, and maybe we can share that in some later podcasts. But once we get that done, Jay, I'll bring some up to the deer hunt and we can hopefully enjoy that there too so well ho- hopefully you guys can get down in uh you know a few weeks a month even like uh, when the northers start coming down hope you can get down and we might even have a better hunt who knows well i mean i'm in for one more uh, probably not a, a dual morning night hunt because i get home too late and i'm tired <laughs> yeah well, i'm old i'm old but uh, another morning hunt like that jay what do you think i would absolutely come if i'm uh, if i'm welcome back Always. Oh, yeah. Always. For sure. Heck, I'll leave the air mattresses up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the one you slept on, Bill, I don't think it's got much life left in it. <laughs> I don't know oh, how you good. fared that night. I'm noticing now that it might not have been the, the, the best. You might have had to keep hitting that button to crank the air back into her. Nah. It, it, I can sleep standing up. Doesn't well, and I guess all. it was like, only three hours, so it didn't lose as much air in three hours. <laughs> right on. Well, very good, gentlemen. Well, thanks for the chat tonight. Yeah, thanks for really joining us, Jay. Oh, I appreciate it. Uh, and again, thank you guys for everything. It was fantastic. Oh, oh. Anytime. Anytime yeah. at yeah. all. It was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Yep. And we are going to do it again. Yeah, we'll do it again. Awesome. And that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy Tom. And I'm Todd, and thanks for listening. And folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week.